What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Thrones. I am your king in the West, King Dino Red, and I have with me, as always, as usual, my ride or die, my right hand, Lord Latoad Hart. The night is dark and full of terrors, and that's what it sounds like when you come to my house. That's right, Lord Latone. The bastard of Storm's End. That's right. I'm doing it. The Black Baratheon, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Back. Yay, yay. To Westeros. What's going on? What's up, my man? This was a, this was a pretty good episode for like for it to be one of those kind of filler, you know, setup type episodes. We've had two setup episodes in a row, and I'm getting a little bit uh, impatient. So this next one better be there. Better be some payoff. I don't want to see three setup shows in a row. I'm surprised, King Dino, because you love context. I do. That's your thing. That is true. I do. But for some reason, I just like I just like I need just a little. It don't have to be a lot, but just give me a little something, a little something, something. Plus, people driving me crazy with all these weird ass uh, fan theories and stuff. Man, have you heard? Do you follow? Do you read the boards or anything that, or do you just listen to us oh, and yeah. that's it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, so you get all that stuff. You hear all the stuff that well, I guess I'll I'll get into that when we get to that part. I'm not going to bring it up. Theories though, I think some of them are really creative and they they make you think. Like, hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's true. Some of them do. Like the R plus L equals you know equals J. That's a great one, and I'm on board with that one. There's there's a lot of them I do like. It's just some of them are so ridiculous, and then some of them I don't like because. I feel like people are reaching, you know, and trying too hard just because they don't like the outcome of something, you know, and therefore they think, oh, it's got to be something deeper or something more esoteric because that couldn't be the way. Nah, motherfucker, that's just the way it is. I think the show is so good at surprising people that that leads to the fandom and all the theory. Like, it really surprises people. So people are like, I don't want to get tricked again. So maybe this is the case. And I think that's that's a sign of great writing. That's true. And that's part of the fun of the show. So for the most part, I enjoy it. But sometimes it gets on my nerves a little bit, like right now. Especially when it's like, when there's something that everybody is seeing that i just not seeing that's not there as far as I'm concerned. I like it, man. But I'm I'm somewhat of a comic book geek. So I like all the 
the crazy backstories and possibilities and hell hydra i like all that craziness man right right this right. episode was number seven and i think the last two episodes are really setting up some big conflicts for the future yes the you know eight nine i think the last two episodes are setting us up for a big eight nine and ten episodes and this episode is titled the broken man season six episode seven and what was surprising? No, no. This is episode. Wait. It was. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Season six, episode seven, The Broken Man. You're right. My bad. Broken Man. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're bad, man. Come on, man. Follow the Maester. <laughs> Follow the Maester, please. That's what all the little Westerosian children play. Follow the Maester. Exactly. Come on into my cage and play with my chain. <laughs> so we have no opening credits. And I'm like, huh? I thought. Cold open. I was messed up. I was like, did I miss the, the you know, the little opening scene? Right, right, right. And then I thought, damn, I'm on the wrong channel because it looks like where is this where the hobbits live? Right. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, where is this place? What is what is singing and it's pretty. And I'm like, oh, shit, where's Gandalf? Where's Frodo? And I said, oh, this is Deadwood. Yeah, I, I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> making, you know, potatoes and snacks and stuff. I'm like, oh, well. HBO's messed up. <laughs> a lot of people were thrown back by the open. And then they show a man. They show a couple men carrying logs, and then they show Superman. I thought maybe it's Clark Kent, because he's carrying a log by himself. And they're building a steeple, and they zoom into his face, and I'm like, who is it? Is it Gendry? No, Gendry's not that big. <laughs> it's the... Hound. The, the hound. hound. Oh, oh. The <laughs> hound lives. And you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. My wife yeah. was like, what, what, what? Yes. <laughs> so I had to tell her the whole Hold story. You. I was like, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Hold you. If you don't <laughs> see them dead, they ain't dead on Game of Thrones, man. Mm, Which is why there is still hope for status. Nah, not with Bree. Bree don't lie, so... No. Breed, you, I didn't see him die. Bree, Bree I don't care. Bree, o for one of killing people. I, so I believe she's O for two. She's no. No. Of killing no. People. No. Bree Bree didn't say, I chopped the hound's head off. I beheaded him. I, he's dead like that. But the dude fell off a cliff. She had reason to believe that he was dead. He should be dead. She's like me having sex with precious. She can't finish. <laughs> I think that's like everybody having sex with precious. So the hound lives, and I'm thinking KFC, Popeyes, Raising Cane's, El Polo Loco, Chick-fil-A, they're all on high alert because the hound is back. No chicken is safe. The hound is back. He's alive, and he's working. He's chopping lots of wood, lots of wood. So I know he's got an appetite. So the chickens in, in Westeros are not safe. And then I said, damn, Brienne kicked his ass so bad that he joined Habitat for Humanity? <laughs> and shit. That is what looked like. It looked like Habitat for Humanity, for real. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess that's that's tough, man. If you got to join Habitat for Humanity after an ass whooping, <laughs> and Al Swearingen is there, you know Al Swearingen. Yes, Did you ever watch Deadwood. Yes, that's why I just I said uh, I thought we were in Deadwood. And was it me, or were we expecting a cocksucker? <laughs> Does it come out of his mouth? <laughs> I was waiting for him to say it. <laughs> that, you know, his his name was, what was his name? 
uh, Septon Ray, he was way too nice. I'm used to him being like a a darker character. Yeah, I'm used to him, you know, into into some drama, and he was just like, hey, have, have a good day, and let's have some soup. And he was so friendly. I kept waiting for him to say, "You cocksucker." Yeah, I love Ian McShane. He's a great actor. He was on uh, my other show too. Uh, maybe I think it was last season. Um, what uh, Ray Donovan? Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, Ray Donovan is like uh, what do you call that? Scandal for dudes. Scandal for dudes. Yeah, scandal for real men. That's what that's what Ray Donovan is. Isn't it about sports agencies or something like that? Nah, mm-mm. he's a fixer, just like Olivia Pope, except he's like gangster. All right. Well, after we see the hound and, and chickens are are worried throughout Westeros, we finally get to the opening sequence and we see River Run. River Run is on the map, and we haven't seen River Run on the map since season three. Yeah, so they put stuff on and take it off. Oh yeah. Okay. Every every week, if you watch the map, you can kind of tell where the show is going. Yeah. They put River Run on there. You know, you, they've never had Storm's End on there. They had Dragonstone on there once when Stannis was there. So yeah, they put st- there's new stuff on the map every week. I I was telling my brother that and he was like, "Really? I never paid attention to that." I said, "I always pay attention to that." Yeah. And we're back to seeing the Hound being Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you know he's chopping wood like it owes him money. And the guys, are, I guess, we find out that he. Seemed like he was dead, and Septon Ray found him, and he thought he was dead until he started coughing, and he kind of, you know, brought him back to life. Yeah, nursed him back to health. Kidnapped him. I'm surprised the hound wasn't like, wasn't like, what the hell are you doing? Why am I here? I'm killing everybody. (laughs) And Brienne beating him kind of had beat his spirit up a little bit. I think beat his spirit up because he was like, what kept you alive? hate <laughs> the hateful eight then we head to your favorite place king's landing and the at the dirty chapel Baylor <laughs> is beautiful it's nice but but bernie sparrow he prefers the dirty chapel he likes the old storefront church you know over there on the boulevard he likes the dirty chapel and my girl marjorie is reading the bible she's she's deep in it she's she's doing all the words yeah, she's all quoting scriptures by heart and stuff. She's she's faking the funk real tight. On a side note, which tells me, every woman I know that can quote scripture, ooh, wee, she can make that thigh shake. So I know Marjorie's a freaking event. <laughs> you can quote scripture. You is a slut. For real. <laughs> Just like I, I love a slut. I, love, I, I ask a girl right away when I meet her, hey, what? What does uh, Corinthians thirteen twelve say? If she hits it, I say, oh, I'm taking you to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> this, this girl know the Bible. So, And I like Marjorie. You know what? Marjorie's the most insincere character on the show. She can play any hand that she's given. When we first meet Marjorie versus Renly, she's being insincere. Yeah. He's married to Joffrey. She's being insincere. She's always insincere. We've only really seen the real Marjorie a few times. I think one time when she was in the castle and Cersei came in there and offered her something and she called her a hateful bitch, she's, we saw her the real Marjorie. We saw the real Marjorie a few times when she was with her brother. I mean, she was really insincere with Sansa. She's always playing. That she, she is. She's playing now with the Sparrow. Oh, for sure. 
she's playing now. We were, you know, I guess we got to kind of look at look at her run. She's never really who she's professing to be. And she's even playing the sparrow by saying, well, I used to like the poor and act like I like them, but I didn't. I bet you ain't never liked the poor. You still don't like them. Still don't <laughs> like them. She realizes this is, I think her whole thing is she's trying to save her brother. And Bernie Sparrow comes in there with, with some marriage counseling. Um, Prince Tommen says he hasn't been able to smell your flower in a while. Um, right. <laughs> I was like, dang, he's in tight with Tommen like that. The Tommen is like tattling on Marjorie. Like, you know, she ain't giving it up no more. Right. I'm dead ass. I didn't come. I didn't change the King's guard into the seven guard to not get none. Like, you think I raised all that hell to get her out of jail so she could not give me none? Think I made a fool of myself in Flea Bottom so that I can't get none? Right. He's he like, like, Sir Pounds, get the fuck out of this bed. This ain't the pussy I want. I want Marjorie in here. He's like, I done had it. I can't go back. You know, know that's got to be the saddest thing Tommen's ever done. <laughs> He's done a lot of sad things. A lot of sad things. You know, and of course, Bernie has the nice line. Congress doesn't require desire on a woman's part. Basically, lay there and take it. Yeah. Take it you like a You don't got to want it. Take it like a man. You're his property. <laughs> You're his human fleshlight. Just lay there and take it. <laughs> of course, like all women that know scripture, I just don't like to have sex, which is which means she's a freak. I, ever since I've got into the word, I just, I just don't like it. Don't give her a popsicle. I just don't want it anymore. <laughs> give her a banana. Oh, what the hell? Why do you eat that banana like that, girl? I don't know. I just haven't had the desire. Damn. So, Tommen. Uh, I think Tommen should kill himself. You're the king. Do like Robert Baratheon. Just go down to a brothel and, and get a few. <laughs> he doesn't have to kill himself he he'll he don't have long for this world i doubt tommen lives to see season seven i think i predict tommen's gonna stab himself because marjorie won't come back <laughs> he's gonna fall on his hard dick now bernie sparrow <laughs> is doing a good job he's eliminating all his enemies he got rid of jamie last week he's kind of shut down cersei and he tells marjorie hey uh you know your grandma she's a sinner she ain't really safe around here maybe you know let's get rid of her too you know, I think I might have to run her through the streets naked, and nobody wants that. And it's funny at first, you know, you thinking the fair, uh, the the high sparrow Lord Turtle is not really playing the game. He's just there for religious purposes or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you see that he's playing the game, and it's like, well, he's you, over. you know, he can't sit on the throne. So, what is his end game? Like, what is he trying to get out of this? What is what is what is what does he really want? And why the fuck won't he take a bath? Hey, no no bath needed. He, he don't need no bath. Yes, he does. No bath, man. He's he's on that gilly, that gilly appearance. Won't. That, 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 that's a sexy looking around there. It looks like gilly. Please. Refusing to take a bath on just just because. You're familiar with Rasputin, right? That's that Rasputin look. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, look into Rasputin. Rasputin. Yeah, I know about Rasputin. He crazy. Russia, allegedly the greatest lover of all time, and he never bathed, and he had lots of women. Lots of women. Good for him. So that's what Bernie's going for. No. And of course, the Queen of Thorns, Lady Lady Elena, is like, what the hell's going on? You're you're free now. Why let cut the act? 
and she doesn't want Khloe Kardashian in the room. I should have someone beat your ass. <laughs> I want to shout out to Khloe. That was some good acting. You never said a word, but I felt your presence, Khloe. Khloe was there. But Marjorie did the slick thing, and she, she let her grandmother know, hey, get out of here. Go. I got this. And gave her a picture of a rose that she drew, which was the loudest, crinkly third grader note I've ever heard. And I'm surprised Chloe didn't hear it, but hey, she didn't. It was pretty crunchy. (laughs) Who's passing notes? (laughs) And then the the Lady Olena and Cersei have the best scenes because they just rip each other. And well, Queen of Thorns rips Cersei. Yes, she does. Oh, she rips her every chance she gets. She, I mean, she rips her. I'm trying to think. I wonder you, if you're the worst person I ever met. Yeah, that's <laughs> She's like, I'm so old, I can't remember. But <laughs> you, really, you got to be in the top three. <laughs> yeah, the really terrible ones, they just kind of stick. And you're in the top three. Right? Like, you's a, she's like, you're just a foul bitch. <laughs> I mean, she went at her. Like, all of us, all of our houses are in danger because of your dumb ass. Right. Uh, you know, my granddaughter and son were in jail because of your dumb ass. You had to walk down the street bucket naked because of your dumb ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're the dumb. You're you're the fuck up. Your brother lover's been sent out at King's Landing because of your dumb ass. Yeah, the sparrow runs the city. You can't even. You don't lost your son to religious fanatics because of your dumb ass. So the Queen of Thorns just went at her. Tommen ain't getting laid because of your dumb ass. That's. And Cersei is very calm this season. I think um, Gargamel's been putting some Adderall in her wine. <laughs> I agree. She has. She has. She is on some chill shit. But I think that's because she got something brewing. Yeah, probably kind of like a, 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 a volcano ready to erupt. Yeah, she got wildfire on the brain. She gonna light this mother up. She gonna play the carry of Westeros up in this bitch. Yeah, I believe that because she's real calm. And, and I always get worried when women are really calm. Something's about to happen. And that's what's going down with Cersei. Then we go to the Riverlands. Yes, the fun of the Riverlands. And Bronn is back. Everybody loves Bronn. It's good to see Bronn. Where the hell were you at, Bronn? Right. He'd been in his new castle with his new woman. He, From what he was saying to Jamie, didn't seem like he got his new castle or highborn wife. He didn't get nothing new. Well, he 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 didn't get... I don't think he got the upgrade, but he already had a castle and a wife before he started fucking with Jamie just from uh, double crossing uh, 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 for jumping off team uh, team Tyrion and getting on team uh, Cersei. Oh, with that one girl that was high stepping to get to Jamie. Right. The one that was uh, the one that had the sister that they was going to have to bump off in order to get the full inheritance. OK, well, yeah, I thought he was back in Dorne with. With bad pussy. That's what I thought. No, no, no. He still got that. He just didn't get the, the upgrade, <laughs> the first upgrade that he uh, was promised when he went on that uh, creep mission to Dorne. Yeah. Well, it's good to see Bron because Bron's always like, this is all bullshit. I don't care about this. It's good to see Bron. He always has a, a nice level of contempt for everything that's really going around. But did you notice that Jamie and his army, they all look like they belong in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise? Yeah. And then the Red Wedding Hillbillies are back at it. 
these oh dudes. my god those dudes are so they are such rejects they are so they like f troop they're they're idiots they're hillbillies they i mean they're attacking river run with less effort than the cleveland cavaliers i mean they're barely <laughs> doing i mean they got ed Muir up there they got no they got nothing like jamie just walked up on them why did why do phrase uh why do Frey's two sons remind me of uh, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell and Get Hard? A movie I never saw. Yeah, you you didn't miss that. Like Will Ferrell, and I'm not fond of Kevin Hart, so I I, I get the buffoonishness and and the and the coonery. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Just corn balls. Yeah. Even they even they little costumes are <laughs> are goofy looking. Yeah, the <laughs> and I like Jamie. He's like, hey. I just walked up on you. You know, if you're going to threaten to do something, you got to do it. And I got a hand. Feel free to catch it. Slap. <laughs> My pimp with, hand is strong, biatch. He hit him with that gold hand. I'm like, damn. Gold finger. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a tough slap. Yeah, and that was. Tully, who was our who the hell is that from last week, he he's definitely has the Rickon Stark contract. Where he gets fewer lines than a black man on Seinfeld. <laughs> that contract, like, hey, you're not going to get to talk. Like, you know, but we'll show your face. And he doesn't say anything. And Blackfish, the god, who is still my favorite character on the show, he's like, look, fuck it, kill him. I feel like you got a new favorite character every week. I like Blackfish, Somebody different. God, always. Ever since he seen them whack chicks from Oregon at the wedding, he's like, "Now nah, I don't fuck with no Oregon chicks. Portland or nothing. And he's like, I'm out. But you know, after seeing how incompetent these phrases are, I kind of not that mad at, at Rob for backing out of that deal. It's like the, all the women are ugly and all the dudes are stupid. I, well, I, don't, I don't blame him for not wanting to marry into that, lane, into that family. The girl that his uncle married wasn't, wasn't ugly. Yeah, he got the only one. Well, hey, sometimes, you know, there's, 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 remember the Munsters? Remember they had that one cute daughter? Yeah, Marilyn. Oh, damn, you know the name. Yeah, the blonde, uh, she was like a poor man's, uh, yeah. Poor yeah, man's, so, uh, Jane Mansfield or, uh, Marilyn Monroe or something. So there's always, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a, there's a hot one. But Rob just made a bad idea. I mean, the phrase, everybody kind of looks down on them. They're kind of like the hillbillies of the Rightfully world. so. They, yes, they exactly are. They are the hillbillies. I told you, they fucking F troop. Yeah. And, of course, my boy Blackfish the God, Jamie wants to meet with him, and Blackfish says, hey, River Run doesn't have any Wi-Fi, so I go down there and talk with him. And it's kind of cool. We see a moat. I haven't seen, like, a moat in a castle in a movie in a while, like maybe since Crawl or something. You know, like you got your moat. I was like, oh, man, it's a moat. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Comes down and you notice Blackfish never calls him Sir Jamie. He calls him Kingslayer the whole time. Yeah. Kingslayer, Kingslayer. You know, I was born in this damn castle and I'll die here. That's so funny how white men are. Just like the just like the the pilgrims with the Native Americans, whatever. He's like this. This castle belongs to the house Frey. And this this dude was born in that castle. His whole family, for generations, you know, own that castle. And then he gonna come here talking about like this is belongs to House Frey. Give it back. Like yeah. what? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck are you're you talking right. about? 
European man in possession. Like, I own this. How the fuck you own a tree? They think because they steal something, that means they have a right to it more than the person they stole it from. Yeah, ownership. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a better thief than you, and it's mine. <laughs> Much yeah. better thief. Like no, you you worked your whole life and 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 bought this, but I stole it from you, so it's more rightfully mine than it is yours, because I stole it from you. <laughs> yep, that's that's true, man. That's that's a whole another conversation, though. The whole concept of I can own a person, I can own a tree, I can own a building. <laughs> Why the whole concept? I talked to some Native Americans. They were like, yeah, when. White men came here. We were like, we don't own this shit. We just, we just eat what we need. You know, we use what we need. Right. Wow. I own Oklahoma, bitch. Move out. <laughs> Rile of tears. But then we head over across the sea. I don't know what type of ships these people have, but the Ironborn have went from the Iron Islands and made it all the way to Volantis. Now, when Tyrion and Varys went to Volantis, it took them months, but right. Fiat- Yara made it in a couple weeks. They got motors in them boats. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if the drowned god picked them up and took them through a whirlpool and picked them back up like a portal or something, like Star Trek or something. I'm like, they like in Slaver's Bay already? They're right around the corner from Marine. Right. Damn near a swimming distance. Now, the Ironborn are very proud, and did you pay the iron price? But what I learned in this scene is that the Ironborn will pay the gold price. If the titties and ass is right, they will pay the gold price. <laughs> they got some prostitutes and they slapping ass and it looks like they at the strip club. You know, usually they believe in taking everything. Not now. They paying big money for some booty. They don't have an ass like that on the Iron Islands. <laughs> no, I ain't seen no ass on the Iron Islands. I, <laughs> I ain't seen no ass since There's- the show started in six years, really. Yeah, you know, that's kind of, people started complaining. It's too much sex. It's on HBO. (laughs) Dragons and titties. Lamont, big up. (laughs) (sighs) And of course, Theon, you know, he's having PTSD because he got, you know, he got, uh, what do you want to call it? What is it? Castrated the last time he was around. (laughs) You know, he's acting like women act on the six train in New York when it's packed. He's anxious and nervous. Like, oh, shit. Oh shit! Like he's looking around, looking left and right. Yeah, and his sister got dick jokes like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, his sister's like, I'm getting some ass. You, I don't got no dick, man. So you can get some. Yeah, it's kind of different. I guess. I mean, Yara kept saying, <laughs> "Drink, drink." <laughs> he kept saying it so much, I expected Kendrick Lamar swimming pools to start playing. <laughs> right. Drink. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, we can't drink. <laughs> but it never came on, man. No. And, and I want to give props to Yara. I mean, she's, she's a great therapist. Sometimes you need to hit people with that Joe Clark. Uh, you, like Sam's on the roof. You smoke crack, don't you? Oh, you want to kill yourself? Kill yourself. Do it expeditiously. Yeah, she definitely was coming from some tough love uh, school like, right look, there. I, I need I need Theon back. Fuck that. If, you, if you're going to be a bitch the rest of kill yourself. She was like... Either kill yourself or man the fuck up. Exactly. And then Theon kind of gave that 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 look. So I'm glad that Theon, you know, I want Theon to kill Ramsey. So I hope, you know, because Yara was like, I'm never going to hurt you. I got your back. Come on, man. We'll we'll go fuck up Ramsey. But, you know, don't be looking pitiful and shit, especially with, with, with all this great ass around. Come on, man. 
Yeah, true that. There's, there's some good ass around here. Then we go to the north, and Jon Snow and Sansa and Sir Davos are going around like Bernie Sanders trying to get some superdelegates. Yeah. First, it's with the free folk. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like it's going too well. You know, my boy, Giants Bane, Tormund, try to say, you know, hey, he died for your sins, and we got to die for him. I mean, you know, <laughs> least we could do is go to church every Sunday and, you know, drink some wine and eat the bread. Yeah. They're like, mm. until your boy, your boy, wound, wound. Snow. Snow. And I guess I guess that decides it. I guess if you have a giant, he makes all the decisions. <laughs> well, Tormund gave a great pep talk and got him on board. I don't. I think if if the giant says no, <laughs> I was like, man, fuck it. Who wants to fight the giant? <laughs> he says no. All right, fuck it. I guess we're gonna go with snow. <laughs> and is it me or does Wound Wound look like Liam Nelson? <laughs> And why do all the Southerners, oh, not the Southern. why do all the Northerners kind of look down on the wildlings when they all look like they shower as much? <laughs> like, oh, wildlings and oh, wildlings. It's not like y'all are cleaner. Y'all all look kind of dusty. That's what I was thinking. And then we go to Bear Island. And this is where my who the hell is that this week is. <laughs> The baby bear. Yeah. Lady Liana Mormont. Liana Mormont. She's hard as hell. All about Bear Island. I don't care if you tell. And we know who is she? She is Jorah Mormont's cousin. <clears throat> yes. She is from Bear Island, which is in the north. It's a small little island in the north. And the interesting thing about Bear Island is they're one of the houses in Westeros that feels that men and women are can be equal lords. So women can be lord of House Mormont. Mm-hmm. Her mother died at the Red Wedding with Rob Stark. Her mother, who was no great beauty. <laughs> According to her, right? Said, come on. Come on, bitch. My mother was no great beauty, but she was a great warrior. So don't try to butter me up and act like I'm going to be cute. I know I'm ugly. <laughs> but I can fight. <clears throat> I got a and, big mouth. Yeah, her uncle was was the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch when John got there. Right, so Bear Island, and they're really tough, and they're really northern. And they, the women on Bear Island are allegedly greater warriors than the men. That's book inch, book book crap. John Snow, lucky she didn't ask for the sword back. No, she was she was lacing them. If she had three dragons, this this show would have been over two years ago. Yeah, at least. Cause she's direct to the point. She's kind of like me when people call me. I don't want no small talk. What the? What do you want? Like people, hey, how'd you have a good day? Fuck my day. What? Do, what did you call me for? Yeah, the actress was the actress was great. I believe the a lot of people were like really singing the praises of of this scene and this character, or whatever. Uh, personally, I think the character was a little bit unbelievable, a little bit over the top, but I still liked her. But I didn't like her as much as everybody else. I thought she was phenomenal. She she kept talking to her maester when she didn't have enough info. She was like, okay, yeah. but she was she was very shrewd. Yeah, she was un- unrealistically shrewd, unrealistically which, mature, unrealistically. She was basically like like a dwarf or something. She was like a a, a grown up in a child's body, which you know, 
Well, you know what? A lot of kids that are put into positions like that aren't shrewd. They're children. She kind of seems like she hasn't been groomed to be a child for very long. And I like how she called Sansa Sa- Sandra. She was like, "Who? what the fuck are you? Are you Elizabeth Taylor? Who are you married to this week? Are you a Bolton? Yeah, she or, was clowning. She was clowning. She was like, I lose track. I get conflicting reports. Which is it? Who you married to? But of course, your boy, Sir Davos, he's the little girl whisperer. If there's a little girl in the scene, Davos wins. <laughs> he's like, I understand. I don't know about these motherfuckers, man. They, I'm not rich like these motherfuckers. They looking down on you like you're supposed to do what they say. But look, I'm from a real small house, kind of like you. Hey, we got to get this done. You know, and Davos is great for that. You know, Davos uses empathy. Everybody else is like your duty, your honor. Davos never does that. He gets pirates to join you. Pirates don't give a fuck about nothing but money. Right. But Davos can talk to pirates and get pirates to say, okay, it's a good cause. So you need a Davos type of dude. Like, He'll talk to you on your level. Like, hey, you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? So do I, man. I grew up in Flea Bottom. All I drank was, you know, piss and, you know, so I understand you. Whereas John and Sansa are like, well, we have a great name and you should kiss our ass. And then I don't want to hear that shit. Fuck you. You need me. I don't need you. (laughs) Baby Bear was like, boo, get the hell out. Get the hell out. And the funny thing is Rob Stark has created a lot of waves I mean, basically, the king of the north, Rob Stark, married a foreign woman. And in the north, that's like going to the Essence Music Festival and marrying a white girl. Like, nobody's down with you no more. None of the sisters are down with you no more if you get married in the middle of New Orleans at Essence and it's a white lady. Yeah, I, know, I noticed that. They keep bringing that up. I was like, they really don't like the they call, the foreign whore. I'm like, why she got to be a whore? She wasn't a whore. She was just foreign. But they just made her. They just call her the foreign whore. You do not do international marriage around there. You stick to your own. The North is the North. They don't like it when it's obvious because they're losing support because of it. Like every house has brought that up. Yeah. Rob Rob got my family killed because he wanted to bang a chick from Volantis. Yeah. True that. True that. He could have banged a girl from, you know, from Deepwood Mott. Like he could have banged her. He just couldn't have married her. <laughs> he could have married a fray girl. That's not that far from the north, but go across the sea, like very xenophobic, kind of like your boy Donald Trump. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Sansa really overestimates the houses of the north. Like, you know, well, un- over yeah, she thinks like what her father and mother told. Well, they're Starks. Now, nah, Rob kind of messed that up. It's a new day. Yeah, things are things have changed, and she doesn't really. You can tell that Sansa, she's trying to play the game and trying to get involved, but she is so far out of her league. She's clueless. And and she's kind of she kind of reminds me of Cersei a little bit. She's just so out of her league. And the thing is, I think she thinks being in the game and and you know, playing the game means being a bitch and just trying to order people around and 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 punk people and stuff. And she don't have the weight to do that. She don't have the experience to do that. She don't have the know-how, the cunning, or anything to do that. And she's just, she's just so, just ah, uh, she's just so ridiculous right now. Definitely getting a reality check. Yeah, definitely. I think you know the big key and the theme of Sansa 
is that her beliefs, every time she tries to put them into application, they get shattered. <laughs> like all of her beliefs are kind of like she needs to live and, you know, build her beliefs based on experience. Right. Stories. Yeah. True. And they're shattered. I mean, she has this belief that, oh, the houses in the north will bow down because my name is Stark. Not really. Not after not after current events. Not really. Yeah. And wait, wait till you go to the car Starks. They're going to fuck you up when they say, oh, you're Rob's sister? Good. Cut her head off. Yeah. Yeah. So she decides to send a raven. Who does she send a raven to? Littlefinger. Who else? Yeah, but how does she know? Like, you know, the ravens only, all those ravens only go to one house. So was there just a eerie raven there or Kate, Mo, Caitlin? There, I guess the writers didn't there, care. There was a, there's a little finger raven there. Where, oh, there's a little finger raven. Yeah, wherever little finger <laughs> is, the raven will go to him. Oh, he's got a personal raven. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, Littlefinger always on the move, and he baller like that, you know. He's big time, so. I didn't know that. I did not know there was a <laughs> Littlefinger Raven. Yes. Amazing. Then we head over to Bravos, and a girl is walking around, smiling on the crip side of town, wearing a red do-rag. I don't get what Arya is doing. Why are you... You know, just out on the town, smiling, having a good time. <laughs> you know, then then the lady from Snow White walks up on you. I'm like, oh, my dear, you would like a bite of my apple? And shanks the hell out of Arya. Yeah, she did. Now, you just kind of betrayed some assassins, and you don't think the assassins are looking for you? Some assassins that can change appearance. Right. Uh, that scene was frustrating. Well, so now that we're here, let's 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 talk about some of these fan theories. Have you heard some of the fan theories about this scene? Well, let me throw you with my theory. Arya is left-handed. She's been left-handed the whole time. That Arya in that scene threw the money with her right hand two times, and even picked the money up with her right hand, and even defended herself with her right hand. That's the Latone theory. But let's hear your theory. Uh, I don't have a theory. I'm, <clears throat> oh, let's hear the theories that are that are perturbing you. Well, one of them, one of them was was that one that you just said, but no one ever brought that up. So I'm not mad at your theory. Like, I I, I like okay, I can I can kind of ride with that. I can get that, but and the fact because yours is based out of you know, or I mean, it's based on logic, you know, and and observation. So I can ride with that. But I feel like a lot of these other theories from I'm listening to from these other shows, it feels like because they all predicted that Arya was going to whoop the waves ass this week. And I'm like, why would you think that when Arya has never been able to whoop the waves ass before? Why would she suddenly be able to whoop the waves ass? That doesn't make any sense. That's not keeping with what we've been what we've seen, you know, Um, and not only that, that's what everybody wants to happen. Yeah. So that doesn't usually happen either on Game of Thrones. We don't usually get what we want. We usually get something else. But what I don't know. what what's what's typical and what's expected is usually not what's going to happen. So I didn't expect Arya to whoop the waves ass. These a lot of these other shows were talking about that and then when it didn't happen, I felt like it was sour grapes and they're looking for an excuse why that didn't happen and they're saying stuff like they, uh, somebody's wearing Arya's face, which that can't be because Arya's not dead. 
Yeah. You can't wear Arya's face if Arya's not dead. So I'm like, which fucking show are you guys watching? You guys are podcasting about the show. You're supposed to be fucking experts. Quit talking about somebody's wearing Arya's face because Arya's not dead, so you sound ridiculous. Yeah, well, the Arya's face theory is kind of out the water. That That's not possible. Yeah. Gotta be, so then, then there was some theories that uh, Jackin uh, was the waif and not or or Jackin was posing as Arya or you know Jackin could be the waif but I don't think that's that's realistic either so then there was the what well, one show is calling the uh, they call it the uh, Bravosi Fight Club is that that theory I've heard and that that theory holds a lot of weight if you look at some of if you look at some of the small little clues that they've been showing because I heard that one and I started watching several episodes and I started noticing a couple things. But go ahead, it's why you don't like the Tyler Durden Fight Club theory. Yeah, the, the Bravosi Fight Club theory is that the Waif and Arya are one. That there is no they're, they're, they aren't two different people. They're the same person. Which is a great point. And when I heard that, go back and watch every scene with both of them. Jacken never talks to both of them. They are never in the same scene with Jacken. Both of them. And when she was fighting in the street, when she was fighting the waif, they show a shot of her from the from down the hall, and she's fighting herself. The waif isn't there. Go to episode two of this season when the waif comes to beat her up in the street when she's blind. I, I know what you're pole. talking about. I remember that from I remember it from the first time, which is very Fight Club ish. Yeah, except she's actually dueling with herself, and then she's actually striking herself she's actually yeah there's a lot of actual contact and then also why is she uh talking about you promised me that i could kill her and all that kind of stuff well I, i i did see this theory and i think it holds a little bit of water based on when when she came to the house in black and white they made her take a drink the theory is that when she took that drink it split her personalities one of her personalities is Arya Stark. The other one of her personalities is the Waif, who is actually no one. The Waif saying, you said I could kill her, is really Arya saying I could kill my identity. Mm. Okay. It's not saying I could kill her per se, I can b- because the Waif is no one. What is the Waif? It's no one. Right. That's true. Okay, and let me ask you this then too. If this whole what's what's the deal with okay remember uh jackin's sales pitch to aria like his sales pitch was like you got this long list you can come learn how to be an assassin we'll teach you you'll do more before 9 a.m than most people do in a whole lifetime and you can kill everybody on that list but then ever since she's gotten there everything that they teaching her is contrary to that like you don't get to do what you want to do. You don't get to, you are nobody or no one, you know, like fuck your list. Fuck Aria. Like, so what the hell is that all about? It's exactly like the military. (laughs) When you go to the military, they basically strip you of everything you think you are and rebuild you in their mold. Then when they rebuild you and you become a Marine, now you can start interjecting who you are into your missions or your politics or your position. Oh, but when so you get so there, you're saying you that's, that's, that's for you her. Okay. So that's still, 
her training right now. But after her training, then she can do what she want to do. After her training, yeah, you know, then after after you've basically like being online. Once you after you've completed shit, you ain't completed shit yet. So don't fuck your dreams, fuck your thoughts. <laughs> and then when you complete some shit, now you can you can you know you can have a little impact. You know, you can have a little bit of a say. All right, all right. Why well, I, I ain't mad at that? I'm not mad at that. So Arya gets stabbed, or maybe it's not Arya. And she's walking down the street. But someone got stabbed. (laughs) It wasn't no one that got stabbed. Someone got stabbed. Someone got stabbed. She started walking down the streets of Bravos, like, who can I run to playing Escape? And people are just looking. And let me say this about Bravos. These people have the least empathy for hurt people in the street. Yeah, they do. They see somebody fucked. They just look. I think she was walking through the streets of uh, Manhattan. That's what it looked like to me. They she just was, look like she was in Times Square, basically. Like, why are you bleeding all over the cobblestone, little girl? Can't you hold your blood better than that? Yeah, exactly. They looked like offended. Like, come on, man, not today. This Ugh. is the right. Ugh, she dropping blood all over the place. Ugh, how tacky, how rude. I, I just thought, damn, that was that lacked compassion. But that's go- that's that's how they've been the whole time, though. When she was blind and getting her ass whooped in the streets. <laughs> Exactly. Like they are just kind of like, hmm. Yeah. They like, don't give so a, what? They don't give a fuck there. They don't that's like. That's a bad place, man. I'm, I'm sure their clinic is fucked up. I'm sure their <laughs> hospitals are terrible. No good Samaritans in Bravos. And we go back to to the Shire with the Hobbit, and Al Schwergen is there, and he hasn't cursed one time. I'm looking for DB. I'm 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 looking for everybody, man. And, and <laughs> you know, Septon Ray is talking about how he was a killer. And, you know, he was the best arsonist. He burned. And, you know, he's saying, but, hey, everybody can change. He's he's a pacifist now. I used to kill people, but now I'm a pacifist. And then the Brotherhood with Banners show up. Now, I don't get why they would roll up on some peaceful people. That's what I said. I don't get I don't get this whole thing. Like, and, and first of all, they don't have anything to kill them for. Well, they got women. Women are always the greatest. But resource. they killed. But they killed the women. They didn't take them. And and then second, anything that they wanted, pretty much they could have gotten. They would have given them. You know, they they didn't really have to take them. They didn't have to kill them. You know, they would have given them whatever. Even the one who knew how to fight wasn't prepared to fight, which was Ian Machine. You know, Al Swearingen. He brother, he, brother Ray. Yeah, he didn't even want to fight, and he's the only one besides the Hound who knew how to. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess you know they've just been riding around and they just used to being assholes. And they're supposed to be looking after the little people. So it just doesn't make sense at all. There's some book context to this, and I know we're not supposed to see Lady Stoneheart, but Lady Stoneheart does take over the Brotherhood with banners, and they become much more thieving and much crueler under her. Than they were under Beric Dondarrion. Hmm. But I don't know if the show is going to go into Lady Stoneheart. Right. But that was the only kind of explanation I could put in my mind. I think the Hound recognized that what they were going to do from the jump because he used to be that way. Oh, yeah. Roll up on some people that are weak. I'm about to kill them and take their chicken. Yeah, definitely. He He knew. Obviously, he knew. And the quote of the week was mine from Brother Ray. Violence is a disease. You know, you don't cure a disease by spreading it to others. Great, great quote. Doesn't really work, 
but great quote. And the hound just cutting. I, I guess he's really chopping wood because he doesn't hear them killing everybody until the very end. He hears like a little bit of a scream. Right. And then he goes back and his whole commune is murdered. All the JWs are gone. No more yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses. All, yeah, they're all gone. No more Watchtower. Watchtower half built. <laughs> <laughs> and he picks up his axe and he's about to become the John Wick of the Riverlands. Because I got a feeling it's going down next week. He's going to wreck shit. He picked up that axe. He's about to. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. I, I'm, I'm excited. I know this next episode is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, he's going to wreck shit. Because the hound, you know, the hound always brings, brings, you know, a little comedy, a little killing. Like he's just kind of so. the pain. Yeah, definitely. Hardcore for the brain. And I'm thinking, I'm watching the show and I'm like, damn, the Mormons have more men than this episode has minutes. This was only like 52 minutes. <laughs> this was the shortest episode of the season. We didn't even talk about that 62 little funky men that she put everybody, made everybody jump through hoops for. It wasn't worth it, but I, at least they all fight with the strength of 10 men. And I give her props. Because That's what she Jorah, says. Jorah's a pretty good fighter, and he's old. And Jorah, Jorah is a damn good fighter, but he's also a knight. Yeah, but that's all of her people. They're probably knights of Bear Island. They're all probably, you know, knights. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm sure there's a few knights. I, I'm sure there's a few, but I don't count that there. I don't believe that all 62. I don't believe she got 62 Jorahs. That's just like, man, if you go to, like, New York. The point guards in New York are all really nice. So I'm going to look at it like that. I'm going to compare it like that. <laughs> Go to Bear Island, the Warriors are all pretty nice. You know, they all nice with the swords. She said 62. I was, wait, I was like, oh, shit, 6200? Yeah, we balling. And uh, then, I, You know what? The funny thing is if you read the book or you ever looked at the map and you look at how small Bear Island is, you know she didn't have a lot of men. Let's see, let's see why I didn't know. But, I mean, they should have known. Why before they jump through all them goddamn hoops? Yeah, they then you know if they wanted a lot of men, they need House Umber or the Car Starks. They have a lot of men. And then too, we have to talk about this too before we we uh, we go. Is uh, Sandra pissed? San, Sansa pissed me off when um after they got back to the uh, to the campground where where uh, the Wildlings were camped out and Davos. Uh, went away to break up the fight, and she started talking shit about Davos. And she needs to shut the fuck up because Davos, they wouldn't have no man without Davos. They right, wouldn't even be alive. Right, exactly. And that's what John told her, and it's like, and I'm like, bitch, why are you uh, throwing salt all in Davos game, and talking about what what's been going on with him the last couple of years? What's your track record? What you been doing the last couple of years besides getting ran up in? Getting like, pregnant for Ramsey. Getting, I'm I'm pretty sure she probably is. Like you ain't been nothing but like the a professional victim running around here, you know, letting it letting the game be played all up on you and through you and around you. You ain't done nothing. And then the, the minute you start trying to do something, you way out of your depth. And now you're gonna try to clown like the 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 best dude that that's on your team. Like, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You don't. In life, you either have people that help you or hurt you. You don't shit on the people that help you. Right. And Davos is helping. <laughs> Regardless, he like he's helping. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what. No matter, even if he didn't get the 62, no matter what, he is still, yeah, he's helping. Like, he is on your team. 
which he is laying his life down for you. Why are you shitting on him? I think she's more upset with the futility of, of not everybody not falling down because she's Sansa Stark. Yeah, I that's, get that. That's, but she Sansa needs to- really is locked into everything she's been told. Well, I'm a Stark. It matters. And the world is changing. Which is basically means she's just she's still a spoiled brat. Like, even though she's not nearly as bad as she was back when her and John were kids and she used to, you know, dog him or whatever. Basically, she's still that person for the most part. She's grown up a little bit, but she's still that spoiled brat and she wasn't getting her way. The little girl checked her because she's more woman than she is and more into the game and more into shit and more on top of shit than Sansa ever will be. And uh, she got her feelings hurt, and so she just started lashing out and talking out the side of her neck. And realistically, how uncommon is that? How many women do I know that swear they were going to get a house by the time they're 30 and have two kids and be married, and it just doesn't happen? And they're just pissed off at everything. Yeah. So. So. Sansa is, is a normal lady. Yeah, now she. I wish I could read that letter. Like, hey, remember how I told you to, uh, little finger? Remember I told you how to go how to go fuck yourself? Yeah, my bad. I just playing psych. Um, you know those yep. men that you offered me? Yeah, can you uh have them turn around and come back this way? Cause I kind of need them. And you made you made a point about Bernie Sanders or Bernie Sparrow. What is his end game? Yeah, and I thought when Sansa sold sent that letter to Littlefinger, I think Bernie Sparrow and Littlefinger have the same end game. They don't want to sit on the throne. They want to have influence over the throne. And that played right into Littlefinger's hand. Okay, I came up there to help you. You said, fuck off. Now you owe me a favor. Now I'm going to help you and save you. And you're going to see that's what Littlefinger's doing. He's going throughout the whole kingdom and getting every getting leverage over everybody. Remember, you got this because of me. You got this because of me. You got this because of me. You got so that when somebody, you know, he's not going to sit on the crown. He's not going to sit on the throne, but he'll have the most power behind the throne. That's what Littlefinger wants, and that's what the Sparrow wants. He doesn't want to sit on it. He wants to have all the real influence well, behind it. Well, he can't sit on it, so. He could sit on it. He just got to get some shoes because he cut his feet. <laughs> I got jagged spots over there, man. He can't. Wash his ass. So your kill of the week is. There's no kill of the week Come except on, for the, all the, the all the JWs getting slaughtered. I, I'm not picking that because that's walk, that's that's whack. That's wrong. I'm not picking that. that. Ain't my kill of the week. I refused to have a kill of the week when the only kill was all the nice religious people getting slaughtered like lambs for no reason. <laughs> a kill. It's a kill, but it's not a good kill. It's not a righteous kill. It's not a, a honorable kill. That's a fucked up kill. I don't like that kill. I'm not taking that kill. That's this man is looking for righteous kills on Game of Thrones. Yep. Yep. Exactly. The week is Brother Ray up there hanging like he's on roots. <laughs> <That's like>, <laughs> <laughs> What's My, your name? Toby. <laughs> bitch, get a tree. No, it ain't. That's my kill of the week. And we will see you during episode eight. I wait, 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 before you go. I didn't get to give my quote of the week. Oh, you probably don't have one. It wasn't a righteous quote. I do have a quote of the week. It's All the, right. <laughs> my quote of the week is when Yara was like, I know you had a bad couple of years. And Theon said, a bad couple of years. 
<laughs> like, bitch, that's the understatement of the year. Uh, I ain't got no dick. <laughs> like, uh, like, do you know what I've been through? Like a bad couple of what? I was talk, eating dog food. Talk about an understatement. Like, oh my god, that's like, yeah, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one, uh, Recon. I've been wanting to, to bang Santa since I was twelve, and I had to watch her get fucked up. <laughs> no dick to jack off in the corner. <laughs> so yeah, that's my quote of the week. All right. Very good. I thought for sure you would hit me with a Lady Olena. No, I thought I was going to, but then when I heard that, I just, because when she said it, I thought the exact same thing and said it at the same time that Theon said it. So I was like, okay, that's going to be my quote of the week because <laughs> I, I can't believe she, she like, that was like the, the biggest understatement like ever. <laughs> we haven't seen Tyrion in a couple of weeks, so I expect him to come back next episode. Yeah, yeah, he. We haven't seen him, and you know what? I haven't missed him that much, really. As much as I like yeah. Tyrion, yeah, he's been a little slow this year. Yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't seen a lot of people in a minute. We haven't seen uh, we haven't seen Bran in a minute. Uh, they oh, saw Bran last episode. Oh, was it the last? Okay, so we just didn't see him this episode. Um. And they still leave, they left us hanging with the tower still. You know they well, probably saved that to like you know the last episode. episode. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I'm I'm ready for some payoffs. They've been setting up and setting up. I'm ready for some some payoffs next week. So I'm expecting a big week next week. Well, it's only three more episodes. Right. Winter is taking forever, but it's three more episodes. Man, I I don't. Th- They've been talking about winners coming for six years. I don't, don't, you know, remember when, when Bran told Jamie, don't fucking say it. Don't fucking say it. When he was about to say, I know Atlanta star always pays. That's how I feel about every time they, they start talking about winter. I don't, don't fucking say it. Don't fucking say, it. I don't want to hear no more about winter coming. Don't, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just want the night King to walk up to King's landing and be like, Hey, I just want to let y'all know I'm here. I just came down here to warn y'all. I'm going to go back up north, but just get fucking ready. And I want him to just walk away. Because nobody really believes that they're coming. I want him to just go on a, a PR tour of all the seven kids. Hey, you know we're coming, all right? just want to let y'all know. Because <laughs> everything else is bullshit. That doesn't matter. The White Walkers are coming. Everybody needs to be focusing on that. True. True. Well, Lord Latone is out. I've got to go back and read some of my books and work on my maesterhood. <laughs> All right. So that is it. Until next time, we will see you back here in Westeros. Peace. Peace. Listen to the Red Rock Podcast Network.